Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. My name is Shelby Rose, and I am an energetic and business guide helping you align, activate, and expand your energy to create the life and business you're wildly obsessed with. I believe that every single one of us has a path that lights us up, makes us excited to get up every single day, and brings massive service and impact to the world. In this podcast, we'll tune into our soul's true desires, take ownership for every single thing in our lives, and shift our vibration to embody the queen we came here to be. You deserve this. You get to have it. Let's go create it. Okay, friends, I am so excited for you to meet Mark, who is a online strength and health coach, a entrepreneur and creator, and really first and foremost, a man on a path with his relationship to God, which I think is so powerful. In our conversation, we talk about what this journey has looked like for him and just what that looks like in partnership as well. So many, so many good takeaways, honestly, from this conversation, from why we attract certain partners into what it looks to be in relationship with the divine masculine versus feminine. But before we dive in, I want to announce what I'm so fucking excited to talk about. And that is my new program Unshackled. You guys, I literally got this as a download, much like my soul activation course. And the women who are in the soul activation course know the alchemy that occurred through my download program. This program, Unshackled, Unleash the Queen, is all about embodying your next level version of you, releasing anything from your aura, anything that is in your energetic body that is no longer serving you, and allowing yourself to fully embrace and embody the queen that you came here to be in all aspects of life. I'm going to take you guys on the journey that I've gone through over the past year to really embody the next level version of you and allow yourself to magnetize your desires to you. Allow yourself to step into the powerful woman that you are so that you can actually create the life you desire, not just thinking about it. I know this time of the year, a lot of people are setting intentions. We're setting New Year's resolutions. And so often we we set the intention, but the things don't come to fruition. And I often believe that the The root of this is that we're not embodying that goal. We're not embodying that version of ourselves that would believe it's already done. So I'm going to take you on a 12-week journey to walk you through how I've done this myself, unshackle the queen, and by the end of this, you will have risen a new woman. If this is something that's calling to you, we will be enrolling through January, the end of January, and I have a specific date. It's like the last week in January. Um, And... This week only until January 11th, I have an early bird special. You'll get a bonus one-on-one call with me. Whether you enroll in the VIP option or the regular option, there are payment plans, you guys, to make this affordable so that everyone who feels called can get into this. If you feel called, go enroll now, and I will put the link in the show notes that you can grab your spot. But without further ado, let's dive into this episode with Mark talking all about divine partnerships, the balance of masculine versus feminine, and just a spiritual journey from a male's perspective. All right, Mark, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited for this conversation and that you were brought into my world through a mutual friend. Um, why don't you tell the listeners, I actually don't know a ton about your background. I know we chatted a little bit before the call, but why don't you share a little bit about who you are? where you're from, and how you got started on this journey of tapping into 
your growth, your spirituality to where you are today? Okay. Um, well, that's like, first of all, that's a very loaded question. <laughs> but, <laughs> we got really, all the things really, right away. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, no, my background is in exercise science. I've been a strength and conditioning coach, personal trainer for the past 14 years. Um, originally, I grew up in Long Island. I moved to New Jersey when I was in my teens. Had to leave all my like childhood friends behind. So, you know, that's a, that's a challenge at times. Um, but then, you know, I made good friends in New Jersey and I lived there for the next 17 years and then I moved to Florida. So now I'm here in Florida. Um, yeah, really my background has been in, in strength and conditioning and, you know, I just kind of got involved in that when I was like in my late, actually more or less mid twenties because kind of was lost and really know what I wanted to do with my life. And I was in a dead end job and, um, I felt no value, no meaning. Um, just was kind of like in a rough spot and I got inspired to take martial arts and I loved it and I loved the aspect of like discipline and like having that camaraderie with other people and over time they asked me to teach it because I was good at it and then that birthed me going to school for exercise science and from that point it just kind of kept flowing you know I had my own business for a few years I had my own business for about nine years Um, and I mean, that's really where I think the spiritual journey started is, you know, you're taking that leap of faith, you're leaving, you know, what I felt was bad corporate, you know, they just, all they wanted was money, 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 and sales. And it was, you know, it was something that I thought we could learn. Like it was important to learn, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, um, it lost the humanity of it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I got involved in it for. And when I, I, I had one moment where I actually had to, to turn down a, a guy who had cancer because he couldn't afford the training. And I asked my um, my boss at the time if I could train him and she she had no problem with it. But when she went to the higher ups, they said that wouldn't look good. So that was like, you know, that was like the final straw. Mm-hmm. At that point, I was, it's time to go on my own because then I know I can help whoever I want, if, even if I don't have, even if they can't afford it you know beautiful amazing yeah I love like a couple things that came through is like the first step like just trusting the nudge I have so many people reach out who are like how do I figure out what my purpose is how do I know what the next step is is like you just follow that inspired action of like martial arts feels like most aligned right now I'm, I'm interested I'm intrigued and then look what that turned into for you. Look at how that transitioned and so on. So, so often we're like caught up in the what's next. We forget to just follow what feels good, what feels inspired, what feels like the next most aligned step. So I think that's really cool that that's how like your journey started to unravel. And I'm really curious, do you feel like the business was what inspired you to go down the spiritual journey? Is that something like, was that really co like, did you feel like you needed more of that spiritual connection when you were running your own business or why was that at the same time for you? Um, yes, definitely. But, uh, I mean, I grew up Catholic, so my mom was, you know, she took us to church every Sunday and, you know, she really instilled that, that spiritual side of things in me to begin with. And then, you know, as life took its tolls and, you know, it kind of, I kind of merged my own understanding of Mm -hmm. that relationship and, you know, honestly, through the business, you know, there's so many ups and downs. I mean, uh, we we lost, we almost lost every. I mean, we we did lose everything. I lost every almost everything at one point.
really hard. And that's when it, that's when it really started. I mean, I had always read, I mean, I was law of attraction, mm-hmm. the secret. I read uh, the four agreements. I read all the, all those first books, Eckhart Tolle, like all, all these books had like inspired me, but at the same time I didn't, like I couldn't piece it together. It was, mm-hmm. I was so clouded with what was going on in life. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's where it started. Oh my God. Yeah. Like how often do we do that too? We're like wrapped up in the reading and the like observe. I remember I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, I spent my first probably three years of my journey of like personal growth, just like absorbing content, like a sponge. But then it's not until life gives us stuff where we actually have to implement it that we sometimes practice it. Sometimes we can go autopilot. I don't know if this happened for you, but I was like, I went autopilot with the personal growth because I was like using the sponginess, using the next book, using the next podcast episode to basically avoid actually implementing it into my life. I don't know if you've experienced anything that like that, where it's like, you're like so busy absorbing content that you don't actually use it. Um, yes. Uh, at the same time, I just think like over overwhelmed like mm-hmm. with life, like at, at some point, like, you know, around 2000 and I want to say 15, mm-hmm. I mean, everything was gone. Like we, we were hemorrhaging money as a company. And like, I was at the time I was engaged, my relationship did not work out big part of that. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of like, I didn't know how to use any of it. So mm-hmm. at that point I went, I went back to Christ. I mean, I went mm-hmm. back to my faith because that's the only thing I knew. And I was connected with some good people in that. And they really, they really draw that relying upon God, relying upon, you know, something greater than yourself Mm -hmm. again. And that's where it kind of shifted. Do you feel like that connection is what helped you like take a step back and not feel so consumed by everything that was happening? Like, what was that? What was that experience like for you? Like, what was the shift that happened? What did that feel like? Oh, wow. I mean, it just felt like I didn't have to do it by myself. Mm. Like it was going to be okay. Like just sit back and look and watch and just know that like, as long as you're taking action with good intent and like towards what your goals are and your heart, you can't go wrong. Mm. I love that. And I love that. It's like, it's not, it's not us. It's never us, right? Like we get so caught up in the, we have to fix this. We have to figure this out. We have to figure out the next action. And it's like, he's always there, you know, God, the divine, whatever your verbiage is around that doesn't matter, but that higher power is always there with you. He's always supporting you. He's always there to guide you. And I think we so often do get caught up in our own shit storm that we forget, like, oh, we can just hand this over. We can surrender this. We can allow God to step in and do like, do what he does best and take care of us. So beautiful message. And then how did you transition out of that? Like, you know, was God, like, what was the next phase? Like, how did, how does that, how does God, like, how is he a part of your life now that you've made it through that really tough period? And and what does that look like today? Um, Well, I I mean, realistically, I thought he was, he was sending me a message the whole time and I was ignoring it. I kept on trying to hold on to something that was, wasn't working. And I was like forcing it. How do I make this work? And that's, that's followed me in a lot of things in my life. What, how do I make this work instead of how do I accept this? And maybe is another direction. And, um, 
I mean, I, I had to write out my lease. So that was like kind of part of the reason why I couldn't let go because I didn't want to, I don't want a legal battle. <laughs> I just wanted to get through it. And, you know, I wrote it out and I started to do some other stuff. I ended up going the route, go working for my old professor from college. And I did that for a while. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I ended up feeling inspired to move down here. And then after about a year working for him, I said, you know, it's time for a change. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm stuck. I got to change something. Mm-hmm. And I said, what's more, what, what's more than changing than moving? So I was like, let's go. So I moved down to uh, Southwest Florida and it, it's been so far the best thing I've done. You know, mm-hmm. I miss my family, but it's good to be on my own mm-hmm. making it. So what, um, is there some growth that you've experienced in removing yourself from the comfort of being in a community of people that you know, that you love, that you trust, like moving in, totally removing yourself and putting yourself, planting yourself in a new city? What challenges or is there anything that's come up through like for growth in doing that transition and that move? Um, I mean, the hardest part was just like finding the, the job, but I mean, like, like I feel like it was divine because. I had planned to move here and then I got a call a week before I was moving from like the biggest employer in the area and they hired me like right on the spot and it was like a a perfect job. It's like just what I've always been looking for. Mm. And of course it was. (laughs) Of course, because it was meant. You finally (laughs) surrendered everything to God and he gave you everything you need. What? (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so the transition was just taking that first step and then, now being down here, um, you know, just not having like anybody around, like just trusting that, you, you know, I'm going to make new friends and I've made friends and my career is going well. I feel like I'm an integral part of my organization. And, and that's, you know, that's, that's powerful because now he steps into my career and how do, how do I work with you in here? And that's just by giving my heart, doing what I love and giving my best. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I love like it's the, almost too that you have the perception and the trust. Like, I think that's a big thing that people struggle with of like tr- flexing that trust muscle that he will provide a career opportunity, that he will provide the relationships that are most aligned, that he will provide the financial means, that he will provide everything that we need and that we desire. But the trust piece is, is, is huge in that, isn't it? It's like, yeah we can get so sucked into our own fear and our own story sometimes. So is there like any advice or tips you have around trusting when something is terrifying, trusting when it's scary to show up or make a big move, make that leap of faith. How do you trust in that process? How do you surrender those fears to God? Well, I mean, honestly, certain areas I I'm very trusting, like certain areas, it's not even a question. And then (laughs) other areas, I'm not that good. So I'm, I'm working on it, but, um, what I've noticed and, and really over the past, I would say months, I've had tremendous breakthroughs with, I did an Akashic reading, Akashic mm-hmm. records reading with someone and just some internal reflection and, you know, sit, stepping back and like seeing moments where I have that hard time where I'm not trusting mm-hmm. and just sit, looking back and watching it. Like, why is this here? Why are you feeling this way right now? And I mean, it's, it's brought up some powerful things, something that actually happened. Like I didn't even know it was with like my mom when I was a kid, like mm. I, I, you know, 
people would like kind of come at me all the time because my mom because my how faithful she was and to be honest that you know I got embarrassed mm. of her and I got mad at her because I was getting picked on and at the mm. same time instead of getting mad I should have realized that you know I was a kid so I don't really know but mm-hmm. I should have realized that she was standing up for what she believed in and mm. she was teaching me a great lesson and mm. I mean just recently that came up and we've we've had come to peace with that and we've talked mm. about that there's healing right there beautiful how do you have those difficult conversations with like friends and family because i think sometimes we do end up reflecting back or we end up growing and it's like how do you have the conversations with friends family loved one where you have to go back and clean up your shit right because we all do stuff in life that's like oh in retrospect like that wasn't Mm -hmm. right or that wasn't like i was actually in the wrong like how do you go back and clean that stuff up or have those conversations comes with putting pride aside and just going I mean just being going at it straight up I mean and that's tough I mean like I, I was kind of like putting it off a little bit like oh man I don't want I don't know if I want what how she gonna receive this mm-hmm. but at the same time like I think if you go and you take it to God before and you say you help mm-hmm. me take this you kind of set the intention that it will be a little bit easier mm-hmm. and whether or not they get mad. I mean, I doubt somebody's going to get mad if you're apologizing to them about something. Yeah. The only time that may happen is if like you're bringing up something that you feel they did. And that to me, that's not even coming from a place of your heart. That's like the ego in a sense, because mm-hmm. it's like something that you're, you're holding on to that. You have to deal with that on your own. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times it, it just comes down to like, just trusting again, and going and asking the questions and just saying what you're, what's in your heart. Yeah. I like that. And then, and knowing too, when it is like, I, cause I always think of like anything that's in my aura, I I've allowed to be there or I'm available for. Right. So if there's someone who's treating me that I perceive is not the way I want to be treated, then it's like one me is available for that. So I'm just circling back to the listeners of like, if there is a conversation that you're wanting to have with someone of like, you're making me feel this way. And that's the reaction you're having within, then you have to take a step back and, and, reflect on why am I feeling so triggered by this? Why am I feeling this response? Mm-hmm. What in me is available maybe for this type of treatment, right? Because sometimes it's true that we are not setting strong enough boundaries or we're not mm-hmm. showing people how to treat us. We, out, we People will treat us how we allow them to, right? And that, that doesn't go just to our family. That goes to friends, that goes to coworkers. And so where am I available for this type of treatment and how can I shift and work through this and then come to the conversation from a non-triggered place, from a place of like, without judgment, without anger, without fear of just like, Hey, when this occurs, I feel this and always bringing it back to you, not how, what they are doing. Cause we never want to make other people wrong because everything really truly is perfect in their response and their reflection. We don't need to judge them for the way they're showing up in the world. It's not our place to judge other people but we can show up in a t- in integrity with ourselves and come to that place of wholeness within ourselves. So I just want to reflect that back to the listeners too, is there is that it's like, yes, sometimes the conversation, the boundaries need to be set, but it usually is like you said, something that we need to work through on our own before we bring that to, yeah. to the table. To the table. So really like yeah. brought that up. I'm super curious if you're willing to go here. You said there's some things that you have like struggle. Like I, I really truly believe we all have like, places where we can flex our faith and we will always believe and we will always trust. And then there's some of us where it's like, maybe it's relationships, maybe it's money, maybe it's like 
whatever it is, are there certain areas of your life where you are willing to share that are more fearful for you? Like where it's like, I really struggle giving up control or like releasing this to the, to the higher power. Is there any specific areas where you like continue have to do the work on? Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's always been relationships. It's mm-hmm. always, it's a, there's a pattern that I've had in my life for a while and I'm, I'm, I'm catching up to it. And, and actually what's your, you, I, you have someone that you're like friends with. I, I, I can remember, I know her name. Jana. Yeah. Jana? She's like my, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's but my she girl. Posted. The listeners know her. She's been on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, she, she posted something that was like a, it was like a quote that said like uh, the person that triggered you the most, um, was also the person sent forth to set you free from the pattern. Mm. And that was huge for me because like, it was right around the time I was having those reflections and like, like looking at my life, different areas where I had repeating patterns and like why I wasn't mm. letting go of certain things. And I had, I recently had a relationship that everything was triggering me, abandonment, mm. uh, unworthiness, um, fears of cheating, fears of leaving, like just, just kept mm. on coming up, kept on coming up. And that came up and it clicked and like something shifted mm. where it was like, why am I keep on going down this path of going for not, I'm not picking, it's not the person, it's, who, mm-hmm. it's me who I'm selecting. Mm. So as soon as I had that, like kind of message, mm-hmm. like now, now the power is back. And, and I'm like, I gave that power away so long ago. I kept mm-hmm. giving it away and giving it away. And now it's back. It's like back in my possession, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Incredible. I love that. Yeah. And it's like, I think relationships are hard for so many because it is like when you, you can do the work on your own, but the moment you get into a relationship, you're reflecting back to one mm-hmm. another of like, all your own wounding, right? It's like that person brings up the wounding to be healed. But if we're not recognizing that that trigger is actually a wound or a pattern with it, like you said, a pattern or a story, whatever it may be, if we're not recognizing that's what it is that's coming up and it's here to be healed and this is actually serving us as like, you know, we can get so caught up in the trigger and we can be angry and we can be frustrated and we can want to like, you know, run away or hide or like cling tighter or like whatever the pattern is, we all have different patterns. But if we're not sitting there having the awareness of, oh my God, this is actually some of my shit. (laughs) Or like, this Mm. is something that's like, oh, where is this actually coming from? And can I tell a new story so that I'm not available to attract maybe that type of relationship again? It's powerful to, to have that shift of like, oh my gosh, I literally create and I call in only that which serves me. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I've shared multiple relationship stories on this podcast, but like the relationships in my life have all literally like the most triggering ones have been the ones where the most growth comes from and the most healing and the most transformation of like, oh my gosh, that's what's inside of me still. So it's really beautiful for you to reflect back to that, especially from a masculine perspective. And that's actually kind of what we wanted to talk about today is like, I think so many women come from this place that men don't have fears, men don't have wounds. Like we, I think, and again, maybe I'm probably stereotyping and maybe this is my own story, but I think a lot of women enter a relationship thinking that the man just has to be strong. And that's the programming that my 
family came from of like that, you know, not, not emotional, not soft, not having those own wounds and patterns. And so how do, when you enter courtship, and if you haven't had a relationship like this in the present, how do you intend to enter a relationship from a conscious standpoint where when those triggers and wounds are coming up, that you can move through them with the partner rather than just feeling angry or triggered? Is there any like revelations that have come through for you in that regard of like in the future this is how I really want to enter into those relationships in a more conscious place um first I think I mean like guys are unfortunately any guys listen I'm sorry we're uh we're not that easy to break down and like kind of break through sometimes our shells um we try not to like show weakness Mm. because you know, I mean, as myself, like in relationship, I always want to look at like the protector, you know, like I, I gotta be, I gotta be strong. Cause if I'm not, this girl might leave me for somebody mm-hmm. else. Like that's like the, like the animalistic, I guess, side of things. Mm-hmm. But if we're able to, I mean, like guys, we need to like, under, try to understand that side of things. Like we need to understand the divine feminine. We need to, we don't need to become it. I mean, maybe a little, like to a sense. Yes. Yeah. But we don't need to like, I need to like, you know, I don't know. What would you say is a divine feminine? Because I'm still kind of working through this and like understanding yeah. what it is. So I think about the feminine as more of like the the creative, the the loving, the like the f- more fluid energy and and more of the receiving energy, the receptive. And I think of the divine masculine as a little bit more like and this is like energetic, but like a little bit more firm. He's a little bit more about the freedom. He's more about the, a little bit more about the logic brain, whereas like the feminine is more about the creative brain. Again, I think there is that like protective nature to the masculine. Yeah, I think that, yeah. Like I think the, energetically, actually just had a podcast. This is perfect. The podcast before you is going to be one all about the divine masculine, divine feminine from a female perspective. But we think about the masculine as like the energy that holds the feminine flow in the feminine essence. And so it is a, is a, I think it is a protective energy, but in the sense that like the female is there to also hold space, right? It's not this non-communicative. It doesn't mean that we're rigid and hard all the time because we all do have feminine and masculine within us. We each have both essence, essences. Mm-hmm. They're hard. I have a podcast and I can never like say words right. They're also used to this. So this is great. But like we each have those different essence, essences within us. And so it's not that we are just masculine or the feminine, but I think reminding that both the women and the men on this listening to this podcast that it's okay for the man to show his wounding and for you as a female to really hold that space. I think that's a big piece too, is like, I think sometimes women struggle holding space. I think men sometimes struggle holding space as well when they're in the space of not feeling fully comfortable with their own emotions, feeling comfortable in their own wounding, right? Because if we haven't done the work on ourselves, it's really hard for us to hold space for someone else who's going through and moving through stuff. And so I don't know where that's going, that tangent, but I think that's a big, (laughs) this is how my brain works, like when I channel it off, but I think that's a big piece of it is like, how do we create a more conscious container for relationship? 
whether it is, you know, a romantic relationship or not, like how do, how do you feel that women can show up? I think this is going to be a beautiful like segue, but how do you think women can show up to hold space for the masculine, for men so that they can too have, you know, be held in that, like, this is what's coming up for me. This is my wounding. This is like, this is triggering me. How do we hold a more safe space to allow that? Yeah, I think it like I, I kind of went before I went off with saying like it's about um, us tapping into both sides, like mm-hmm. trying to like understand the feminine, at least to a sense where you can have compassion and empathy towards that energy mm-hmm. and the same and, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So like just, I mean, empathy, understanding where someone else is coming from and then open communication. Because if you can't talk, and if you can't talk to somebody, there's questions there. You have to, you have to sit back and say, why can't I talk to this person? Mm-hmm. Because that's, that's powerful. If you can't communicate your feelings, if you can't communicate just, hey, I had a bad day at work, mm-hmm. I may not want to talk too much tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, and then if you can't tell somebody that without fear that they're going to get upset or be like, this is, you know, whatever, that's that's where the break is so we have to like almost really empathize with each other mm-hmm. and I like that you said like I, I like that you brought up like the I had a bad day it's like honoring too I think what where you're at right because it's like not being fake about your emotions not being fake about what's actually going on or trying to shove it down and just being really truthful and really honest of like, I'm feeling really triggered right now, or I'm feeling really tired right now and being honest because sometimes like without communication, we can go into our own stories, right? We can each create our own stories and and whatever like story is playing in our head, then that's reality we're going to see. So if we're we're not communicating the stories so that we can literally, because I think sometimes I'll say something to a partner and I'll be like, that was in my head literally and we'll laugh about it two seconds later because it's out in the open and we've communicated it but you can't you can't (laughs) just have it running around in your head and then expect that like the other person can read your mind i used to do this in relationships but it's like Mm. the moment you bring it to the light the moment you actually like verbalize what's going on you can look and be like oh my god my ego is so fucking crazy or like it's so you know and like that communication that openness is where we come to that. Yeah, to you're, that. Being, you're being real. You're being real with yourself yeah. first, and you know, like if you're not able to show up for somebody at that moment, being honest with that, mm-hmm. you know, prevent prevents you from acting out of a place of the ego or of mm-hmm. being tired or whatever else is happening. Like mm-hmm. you said, I love that. I love that. <sighs> yeah. Is there anything else when it comes to, you know, as a, as a male, how you, how you want partners to show up? Like, I think sometimes there's that questioning for females of like, how do we show up? Like, what's the best way to support the masculine? Like, what, what, what do you feel? And again, this is going to be individual for every different man, but what do you feel as like the masculine in general? What do you need to feel held supported safe like what what is for men what what do they want what's going on in your guys' head (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, I don't know about all men, but I know for me, it's just having somebody that just sees my effort, just mm-hmm. sees like my heart and that like, I'm trying, like, and like, I put my best foot forward in the relationship. And yeah, I may make a mistake here and there. I may say something or not do something that may upset my partner. But at the same time, like, I'm willing to admit a wrong. And I think that that's, you know, that's the first step is like finding that person that just makes you feel like they care. They give, you know, give a shit. <laughs> yes. 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 It's like literally like all <laughs> my one girlfriend, she's like, all men want is to feel valuable. So like give them something to do. But not, not that's like an over, you know, yeah. <laughs> a broad statement, but I'm like, it's so true. It's like, how often do you actually like, or are you actually just grateful for your partner? Are you actually great, grateful for them holding space? So I think that's really beautiful. And the other piece of that too, is that I wanted to just shine light of like, this is available. So I think a lot of women out there don't realize that there are so many conscious men out there and they may not be broadcasting it, but there are a lot of conscious men and that is available for women. Cause I think some people get caught up in this. There's like, I cannot tell you how many times I've heard the story. There's like not good men out there. That's like a story that needs to stop. And so here we have Mark, who's a beautiful soul, who's done his own work, who is continuing to do his own inner work and is a beautiful example of what is available of people who want to do the work, people who want to communicate and people who want to grow. Correct. Right. So I just want to like honor the fact of like everything that you've done, all the work you've done on yourself and all the work you're continuing to do on yourself, because it is healing for others to see you step into that light of who you truly are and who men really are as a whole. And I think a big thing with guys, I mean, I know that there's a lot of guys that are, you know, aware and like opening up to, to the spiritual side, but like, I'm a regular guy. Like, I like sports. I like to have a beer. Like, I like to, I don't know, like go fishing. Like, I'm just a guy. Like, I do jujitsu. Like, it's just, I'm a regular guy who takes the time every day to just make sure I close my eyes and just check with myself to see how I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And then I go about my day like anybody, any other guy, mm-hmm. you know? So that's, and that's, that's, I think a lot of guys think that it might be a little hokey. Like, hey, this is, you know, meditation like oh like they may think that but that balance with it it will make everything else better you'll look forward to doing whatever sport you play you'll look forward to spending time with your boys because like you're gonna just have an energy you're mm-hmm. gonna just like be clear in your mind and your thoughts and i mean how much more awesome could that get beautiful so yeah, that's, that's like when you connect to that divine life force energy it's like when you have that energy of god flowing through you everything is better yeah exactly oh i love it i literally call it the spiritual high because sometimes i'm like i don't do drugs but i feel high right now i'm like just <laughs> riding the high of life because god is flowing through me it's amazing uh that's awesome well, is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners? Anything else that you've got going on in your world that you want to share your gifts with my audience? Um, and where can they find you and hang out with you? Well, I'm on Instagram. My name is Mark underscore B fit. That's with a B F I T. Um, no I. And then right now I'm just, I'm just want, working on a beta program for 
getting people general general movement drills and getting better shape so that way they can start to advance to other levels. I have plans to like fill out like you know different levels of programming so that way people can learn you know pretty much every asset like facet of exercise and then then I'll go into individual programming like one-on-one sessions like FaceTime things like that too. Very cool. Amazing. Well, I'm excited to watch you continue to grow. Thank you for being with us today, sharing your message. And I'm so grateful to have you here. Thank you. I really appreciate the work that you're doing as well.